what I want to talk to you today about is you. I want to talk about your life. There's a possibility it could be uncomfortable at times. Um, that's my specialty. Uh, th- but, but I want to talk about you. I, I want to talk about your life. You see, this could be a great revelation to some of you, but if you're seeing and you're hearing me now, it's a given that you're alive. It's going to be deep, okay? It's going to be really deep. It's a given that you're alive. And here's the deal. The lights are going to go out at some point. It's going to change. Now, for some of you, for all I know, you may not get out of our gatherings today. Hey, let's be honest. You don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's not me personally. Uh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it, if I dropped in? If you've got a friend who's a pastor and he's died like three times in front of the congregation, it's not good for the church. It's even worse for your family. Anyway, um, uh, but it's true, it could all change at any time. I was sitting in my office preparing for this morning and or today and and I just had one of those moments, I don't know if you ever had them, but I was looking out the window at the view as I was preparing and and I just sort of had cognition about the whole thing that I'm sitting here and I'm looking out the window and it's a beautiful view. It's lovely. And I appreciated the view. And I thought, this is wonderful to be able to look out and to be able to see this view. And I took it in and I noticed what was happening and the thought came to me, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm interacting with my environment right now. I'm alive. I can see what's out there. I'm enjoying it. And I I realized for a moment, I'm enjoying this. And I'm alive. And then the thought came straight after that, and the lights could go out any second. (laughs) Now, it's not morbid. It's it's human. Hey, if you think you're around forever, you're fooling yourself. Newsflash, you're not. Unless Jesus comes back first. But... The lights could go out any second, I thought to myself. And then I thought, oh, Sunday. Everybody who's there and everybody online and everybody at Tuaco and everybody at North and everybody at West, if they're there, they're alive. It's a good time to talk to you about your life. <laughs> There's no point talking to you about your life when you're dead. <laughs> you'll, you'll be having a great time. Now, it might feel like I'm in flipping, and I know the pain that death, you know, causes, and the parting of loved ones and all that. And I'm not speaking lightly of that, because that is to be human too. But I just want to speak lightly about the fact this morning that while you're here, I'm going to try and capture your attention. (laughs) Good, good. You know, God's not a multiple choice God, but sometimes we think he is. Sometimes we think God gives us plan A, B, or C, but he's not. He gives us two choices. He says, believe in me or don't believe in me. Your choice. You live with the consequences, but it's your choice. Very, very simple. We try to complicate uh, God and relationship with God quite often, I think, but it's actually very, very simple. You either believe and embrace him, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or you don't. Um, you know, both of them, as I said, are your choice. That's it. Uh, our choice, though, has eternal consequence, doesn't it? Yep. it? It's not just a choice for here and now while we are um, alive on this planet. It's a, it's a choice that sets us up for all eternity with God. It's an important choice whether we choose yes 
or no, but, but, but that's it. You either believe or you don't. And that simply, in a nutshell, is what God offers each of us. No more, no less. He offers us a choice. You believe in him, yes, well then you walk with him all the way into eternity. You don't believe with him, in him, oh well, it's in your hands, good luck. That, that's it, that's what he offers. So what about your life? What about your life? I went to the movies over the holidays. I saw a movie called One Life. Has anyone seen the movie One Life? A couple of us. If you haven't seen it, I'll give you some spoilers, but don't worry, it's still not a spoiler. It's a great movie. Go see it. It's about the life of Sir Nicholas Winton. In a nutshell, he uh, is recognised as leading the way to save 669 children who were in Czechoslovakia uh, displaced, primarily Jewish children, in World War II. Um, he, he got them, and his team got them from Czechoslovakia to Britain. And um, except for the last train, the last train had 250 kids on it alone, and that got stopped. And, you know, the, the, the stories there aren't so good. But Sir Nicholas, um, who was played by Anthony Hopkins, he does a great job. When he did this, he wasn't Sir Nicholas. When he did this, he was Nicholas. He was just an ordinary bloke who worked at a stockbroker. And he went to Czechoslovakia and he got gripped by this cause. He saw displaced families who were living in impoverished conditions and who were poor and who were sick and who were lost and who had imminent threat of war on their back doorstep. And he couldn't let him go. He couldn't let it go. The cause grabbed him and he just had to do something about it. It's a great film. I encourage you to see it. It's a, a box of tissues film. And, um, but the cause consumed his life. And I sat there thinking and then I left there with this dynamic thought rattling around in my head. And it went something like this. We all have a cause. He captured his cause. But we all have a cause. You. I'm talking about you today. I like to say we normally, but today I feel like talking to you. Uh, we all have a cause. We all have a cause. We all live for a cause, either intentionally or unintentionally. We all live for a cause. You can tell what it is. It's where you put your energy. It's where you put your time. It's where you put your finance. It's what you're thinking about when you get up in the morning. It's what you... It's what you um, throw yourself into that lights your fire. It's what you're prepared to, to empty your bank account into. You know, that's a cause with Kiwis, eh? If they're giving to it, that's a cause. Yeah, they, 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 you know, you, you give your money to it. It's a cause. We all have one whether it's intentional or not. And so my question this morning is quite simple. What's your cause? I don't know. There'll be as many different causes as there are in this room. What's your cause? And here's the biggie. Here's the clincher for me. Does your cause reach beyond you? Or are you your cause? Does your cause reach beyond you? Because, see, we live in a world where the majority of people's cause is themselves. Oh, they're painted all different ways. But really, it's just all about me. And it's about myself. 
even if you succeed big, whatever that means, not sure I can define that, if you succeed big and it's all about you, have you really succeeded? Or have you just wasted your life? Oh, sure, you made your life a bit more pleasant. But have you actually succeeded in the sense of done what God's asked you to do and lived with kingdom values and everything else but never reached beyond you? Not sure. I don't think so, actually. I've got experience to date would tell me that purpose, fulfillment, belonging, satisfaction come when we give ourselves away. When we reach beyond ourselves. When we look to another. When we look beyond our own backyard and we actually spend our time, our energy and resources pushing the envelope beyond ourselves. Because the cause has got to be bigger than me. Has to be. Actually, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you've given your life to Jesus, as a disciple of Jesus, our cause must be, capital letters, must be the kingdom of God and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not an option. It must be the kingdom of God and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's what he told us to do. That's it. Now we can do that in all sorts of places and all sorts of ways. the, The method is not the cause, but the cause is the cause. And he's told us what to do. I think the one thing... <clears throat> the one thing all the powers of hell want to stop is the Great Commission being accomplished. Yeah. See, they know they're on limited time. If they can go and they go, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not worried about the church as individuals. If they go, hey, look, if we can just stop them paying attention to the cause, if we can just stop them giving themselves to what Jesus has told them to do, we're buying ourselves time the whole time. And as longer we buy time, the more we can populate hell. And that, that's, it. that's the whole deal. We can bring the, the coming of Christ forward by achieving the goal that he asks us to achieve. Go into all the earth. Preach good word to, to all the nations. And, and here's the thing. There are plenty of good people in the world who will apply themselves and give themselves to good causes. You and I are called to take up a kingdom cause. By the way, that's also good. Because we're disciples of Jesus. And disciples of Jesus will take a kingdom cause. Other people won't. Other people won't. North, in your part of the city, your cause is the kingdom of God. There. No no one, Joe Bloggs down the street is going to do that. The church is going to do that. The kingdom of God is going to do that. Because we need to take a kingdom cause. Cause is a principle, an aim, a conviction to defend or advocate for a dream, a vision, a principle, um, solving injustice, whatever it is. Uh, Proverbs 29.18 says this in the King James. You might um, know it better. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. I like the passion. It says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. Or the message, if people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. The word there for, um, for vision or for revelation, the original word is the word hazon, and it means, um, that's in the Hebrew, and it means 
a dream or a revelation or an oracle or prophetic purpose, a cause. Is what it means. If you haven't got a cause, you're going to wander. But here's the thing. It's the church of God, the church of the kingdom of God. We have a cause. We've been given a cause really, really clearly. It's not up for grabs. We've been given it. When you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, Lord means you made him the boss. And then, it, you know, we died to self and we live for his cause now, not ours. Therefore, we've all got a cause that goes beyond ourselves if we're living for him. The question is, have we allowed, have you allowed the cause of Christ to really grip you? Have you allowed it to grip you, to to shape your world, to shape your thinking, to shape your motivation, to shape the pathway of your life and where you're actually going and what you're actually doing on this planet for the few years that you've got it? Have you allowed the cause of God to get in there and actually shape who you are? Or are we racing around trying to feather our own nest and just waving little I'm a Christian banner, hoping it's going to do something because it's not what we've been asked to do. We've been asked to give ourselves to the cause of Christ. The cause of God is the gospel of Jesus Christ and that's our redemptive purpose. It's what we do. It's what you do. Oh, no, no, I'm not an evangelist. Actually, yes, you are. That's why God gave evangelists to the church, so that everyone would be trained in evangelism. It's our job. It's a, there's this, this thing in the West Day, you know, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. That's probably around the whole world. But it's not the kingdom culture. The kingdom culture is everybody is actively engaged. The kingdom culture is every person is given a cause. Your job might look different than my job. There's no greater or lesser. We just all do our parts. The cause of Christ. Romans 8.29. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself and gave them the right, uh, and gave them right standing with Sorry, and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, no one can ever be against us. So no one can stand against us. Still standing. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, chapter uh, verse 8. God saved you by his grace when you believed. Wow. All you had to do was believe. He gave you a choice, A or B. You choose. A, God, he saved you. That's all you did was believe. That's amazing. amazing. That's incredible. You're you're on a, a trajectory, a lost trajectory, separated from God. And simply by believing, simply by believing, he saved you. He turned our lives around. He gave us purpose. He gives us eternal purpose and hope. You were saved by his grace when you believed. And you can't take any credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for doing good things. No one can boast about it. We're God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus for the good things, for the good things he planned for us to do long ago. Romans 10, 9 to 11. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, 
and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you're made right with God and it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. This is amazing news. This is amazing news. This is why the good news has gone out. Gospel means good news. This is why the good news has gone out across the globe and impacted billions of lives. Because it's great news. It's great news by faith. It's great news logically. It is just great news. I hope you appreciate it's great news. You're building your life on it. It's great news. It's phenomenal news. Eternity, eternal life is great news. This is just like the snacks before the entree. This is just the, the taster, just to whet your appetite. This is fantastic news. We've got all, ter- all of eternity in front of it. And, and this is what God offers because well, us is eternity. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin are death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes. Awesome. John 3.16, most of us know this. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Again, just believe in him. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. So us, we need to tell our faces, this is good news. We need to tell ourselves, this is good. I'm living in great news. Great, great news. This isn't just a tick off the box. And, and No, no, this is fantastic. This is, this is eternity changing. Great news. 1 John 5, 1. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this is through His Son, Jesus. Incredible news. Incredible. If you said yes to Jesus, you've said this to this news. This is your reward. Pretty cool. Hey, it's pretty cool. It didn't say anything about there about getting it right all the time. It just said by believing, this is what you get. That is cool. That is cool. And so it's so simple. God offers it. We either believe it or reject it. That's it. Doesn't matter whether we're here, whether we're at Turka, whether we're at West, whether we're at North. Same thing applies to all of us, whether you're online at home. Same thing applies to all of us. God offers it, offers it, offers it. We get to say yay or nay. We either believe and receive or we don't. It's simple. There's no halves. There's no grays. It's just yes or no. No. You can choose no. It's a valid choice. It's what free will's all about. You know, if you choose no, just carry on as you were. Good luck. Yes, we're all in. I think that's the bit that some of us missed when we gave our lives to Christ. Is we didn't give him part of our lives. We didn't give him our mental assent. We gave him our lives. Yeah. He paid the price for our lives. Therefore, we became his. Yeah. We gave it all in. Not partial. Not partly. Not on Sunday mornings for an hour and a half. No, no. We gave him our lives. Yeah. The, the whole deal is his. Every part of our world is now his. The gift is free, but the journey costs you everything. Gladly. It's not a bad deal. A few years here, eternity there. Not a bad deal. No, can I have your life? Actually, that's a good exchange. Yeah, a few years here serving you and it's good and I get to know you and walk in relationship with you and love you and then I get all of eternity. That's a good deal. Even just to a logical mind, that's a good deal. If I put that on trade me, I'd get something for it. (laughs) Hey, that's a good deal. 
Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? When we say yes to Jesus, it says Lord and Saviour. The Lord bit's a bit of a problem for Kiwis. And our whole, there's a word, it's just escaped my mind, our flat, flat, um, thank you, egalitarian, uh, well, it means flat. We don't respect authority in New Zealand. In fact, we go quite the opposite, don't we? We pull authority down. And, and, and the Lord thing, we've missed somewhere. Lord means boss. That's what it means in today's world. Boss. So he says, go, I go. He says, come, I come. I'm going to trust in him that he'll take care of me. But he's the boss. He's calling the shots, not me. Me small, he big. <laughs> yeah. You, you small, he big. Yeah. Yeah, he's calling the shots. Matthew 28, 18. What did he tell us to do? Because this is a bit we missed, I think. Jesus came and told his disciples, look, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples to obey all my commands. And um, be sure of this, I'll be with you till the end of the age. That's the boss's instructions to you. If you need a cause, there it is. There it is, black, black and white. Actually, that'll be red in most people's Bibles, but it's black on my page. Black and white, red and white. Uh, that's what he said. You want a cause? You want something to live for? There it is. He's told you what to do. It's not like we're not going to negotiate the point here. He says, no, no, I've done my bit. There, you, you've got your reward. You might not be living in it yet, but you've got it. This is what I expect of you. Go. Be. Oh, but it's all right. Jason Evangelist, he'll do it. I don't need to share the gospel. I'll just, Jay will do it. And he goes to me, he goes, yeah, but Sheridan, you're not where he is. I haven't called you to do what I called him to do. You, I want you to do it. I want you to share the gospel. I want you to tell. If it's really good news, I want you to tell it yeah. to people. I want you to share it with people. This is probably more of a problem for me than most of you. Because people say, so what do you do? And I go, oh, I'm a minister. Every time after I say that, I say, I should tell them I'm a life coach or a spiritual coach. <laughs> because a minister is a beautiful way to close a conversation. <laughs> it's just like a minister and they just go, oh, flipping heck. Normally, actually, that comes after they apologize that they just swore. <laughs> so it's good on an airplane because it gives you time to go back in there again. But, you know, they're not going anywhere. But outside of that, they can just kind of, um, but you guys, most of you don't have that problem. Just me. Just me. In other words, what Jesus is saying in the scripture is welcome. Welcome to the kingdom. You said yes to him, made him your Lord and Savior, welcome. Welcome, he rolls it out the cup. Welcome, welcome. But now you're in the kingdom, it's all about the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, you're obsessed, absolutely, because Jesus told me I should be. Now you're in the kingdom, it's all about the kingdom, which is all about people. It's all about people's eternity. It's all about relationship. It's all about God. Therefore, it's about God's cause. Yeah. It's God's cause. It's all about kingdom advancement, spreading the gospel, everything we do, like, you know, we're building at Ruakura, we're building this park, 
with the pillars of faith and education and medical and social. And all of that's about our redemptive purpose, the gospel. If we're not getting the gospel in there, we shouldn't be doing it. It's about being a light to the city. It's about being a place where people understand we carry good news. In fact, it should make it easier for the rest of us because it's a place of good news. It's a place where people find hope. It's a place where people can be introduced to Jesus. It's a place that's got a cause, and the cause is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God will never end, and it never fails. Can I ask you again, what is your cause? What is your cause? Because you've got one. You've got one. It's a good question to ponder, isn't it? Maybe not a comfortable question to ponder. Make his cause your cause. By getting on board with what he's doing in the world. Make his cause your cause. Just by simply getting on board. And look, if you can't discover it, we've got so much opportunity as Activate family. These cores coming out your ears. There's something for everyone to do. If you're talking to people and they go, oh, no, there's nothing to do, just go, come and see me. I'll find something, believe me. I'll, I'll find more than something. Does the evidence of your life show that you're living for a cause larger than yourself or simply for your own comfort and well-being? I'm asking these questions to myself. So, you know, if you're going, oh, it's a bit rough. Well, I ask them to me before I'm asking them to you. I look at my diary. I look at my bank account. I look at my, and I've got to answer those questions. Oh, yeah, I'm living for Jesus. Living for Jesus. Well, you know, if the church tithed, the church tithed, there'd be more than enough resource to do everything we've been asked. But if you want to push Kiwi's buttons, just talk about money for five minutes. You know, oh, tithe. And the thing is, tithe's not even yours. And you still get upset about it. At the church, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not personalising that to you. But if you're upset, you can own that. That's right. You know, only people that don't give get upset about giving. True. Um, anyway, it's early in the year. I haven't got all my filters back on yet. So you just, just, just forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'm trying to make it look like I care about that. But, you know. Hey, here's the deal. If, if, your life, if your life's not bigger than you and it's all about you, just change it. That's easy, eh? It's a piece of cake. Just change it. You've got free will. You've got autonomy. You've got authority. Just change it. Do it differently. Get a different job. Can't get a different family. Don't do that. <laughs> but just approach your family differently. Just, just do it differently. Do it, do it with kingdom principles and According to the ways of Jesus. Is your cause a kingdom cause? Because that's not even an option. Is your cause a kingdom? This is how I measure that. I imagine myself sitting with Jesus. Coffee. Because there's always coffee when you're with Jesus. He, he must like coffee more than anybody. So I've noticed he drinks a lot of it. And, 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 and here's it black too. No sugar. And... and Different Jesus? <laughs> Actually, I was watching a cartoon yesterday. We were babysitting and I just needed to um, draw our grandchild's attention from what they weren't happy about. 
And so I put some, some songs on the TV, you know, and, and there was a Jesus walking along. Boy, he was pale. I thought, that's not Jesus I know. But anyway, um, easily sidetracked at this time of the year. Uh, anyway, sitting at a table with Jesus drinking coffee and, and ask him the question, Lord, is my cause your cause? Are you happy about the way I'm living my life? What would he say to you? What would he say to me? Well, that's for me and him to talk about, but for you, it's for you and him to talk about. What would he say to you? And then, and then Lord, what, what needs to change in my life? I find he's very clear when I ask those questions in answering me so that I will, like, I'm empowered to do what I need to do so I can live according to what he's asking me to do. It's, it's great. Jesus, what would you say about this? Is your cause, is the vision you're pursuing, is it worthy of your one life? You're only going to get one shot at this. I don't really want to get down here. This is the end of my life. This. And go, well, I wasted that. I got one shot at it, just like you. I kind of like to get down here and go, man, I gave that my best shot. I'm used up and second hand now, but I gave it my best shot. There's no point going, you know, there's no point like going into eternity looking like a brand new car. You might as well have a used up, banged up one by the time you get there. You know, it's like, I want to go into eternity having given my best shot to the cause of Christ. And there'll be a list of, oh, there already are a list. It's not anything new, a list of failures. But there's going to be a list of some achievements as well. Like, yeah. I heard you say that, Lord, and we nailed that. You know the film, going back to the film I started with, they estimated at the end of the film that there are 6,000 people alive today because of the actions of Nicholas Winton. He saved 669 people, children. And they estimate that today living are 6,000 people because of his actions. I imagine... If we do what Jesus asks us to do and we walk into the cloud of witnesses, I wonder how many of them will go, hey, that's because you. That's because you. That's because you shared a word. It's because you planted a seed. I was with a a family yesterday I hadn't seen for a long, long time and they were just catching up. And um, they said just telling a story I didn't even mention it I just sat there and I went wow and they, they talked about a person that we interacted with as a group years and years 20 years ago and they gave them a Bible and they went home and they read the Bible and they gave their lives to Jesus and their life's been different ever since and I think yeah come on how hard is that come on that's good So is your cause worthy of your life? Is your cause a kingdom cause? And what are you going to do about it? Because you have incredible power. Incredible power to change your world. Incredible power to change your direction. Incredible power. I even think the small things add up to big things. And I was trying to think of an illustration. I thought, hosting a church. You know, you walk through the door and there's always some lovely smiley faces there and there's people racing around in the cart in the car park giving you a ride if you need it and all that kind of stuff. Well, you could just go, oh, that's nice welcoming people to church. I, I go, if I wasn't here, I'd be there. 
most weeks. I'd be there. Because I think that's just what an incredible opportunity to be Jesus to people. You know, you don't know what week people are coming out of. Families, no way, just before you get out of the car. Be quiet, <laughs> smile. We've all done it. Have you got kids? We've all done it. Hey, they're like beating each other up in the back seat on the way to church. You're pulling your hair out of your head's arm. And, and it's like, and it's like that I probably had some before kids, eh? And, um, and, and you get to church and it's like, stop. Um, and then they arrive at the door and someone says, G'day, how are you? You had a good week. Oh, it's been a bit rough. Let me pray for you right now. That's been Jesus. Right there, right now. We get to create the atmospheres of heaven. And so this might be the only bright spot in someone's week for all I know. I hope it is a bright spot in your week. This is a challenging message, but it's still a bright spot, okay? Yeah, Jesus said, this is a bright spot. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. It's kingdom cause. Being Jesus in someone's day is a kingdom cause. You can be at Jesus in someone's day any day, wherever you are, doing whatever you're doing. Just a smile at the right time, just a greeting at the right time, and we can just as equally not be there. If you don't know your cause, ask him. He loves to tell us things like that. Just ask him. Ask him. But but here's the deal. You've got to ask him with the intention of doing what he says. It's not just information. I heard a prophet recently and they said there is an epidemic of people who want to hear from God but not obey God. It's an epidemic. People who want to hear from God but not obey God. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do with my one life? How do you want me to apply myself to your cause? And then do it. Ask him, obey him. And then you watch your life open up. It may not be easy. I'm not saying it'll be easy. I'm not saying there'll be no problems. But you watch your life start to open up as it stretches the boundaries of it. Friends, bottom line is you're made for more than you. That's it. You are made for more than you. You are made for kingdom. You are made for the cause of Christ. You've got this with him. I'm not ready. Yes, you are. You're ready for where he's got you now. He's ready. You're ready to do it with him. Oh, what if I make a mess of it? That's all right. We all make a mess of it. Just don't stay in that place. Just go again. Learn something. If you need to learn something, go again. We're ready. 